just afraid of being attacked. Happens to the best of us. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet, he's a very French, very famous French actor. from France. <laughs> and, and he became famous on a show called Empire. <laughs> One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouillet is <laughs> gay and he is black, not just French. <laughs> oh, it was a crazy story. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on, beat him up tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. <laughs> this shit was like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page, justice for Juicy and all this shit. was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> we were so quiet about this shit that the gay community started accusing African American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. But what they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? The uh, uh, fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigga from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. <laughs> if you're racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this nigga is. You can't watch Empire. Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smouillet, please tell me what happened. All right, 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. All right. You were walking, you were walking. All right. 
and, and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smooth. Yeah. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. This is Sexy Voice Andrea, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now with 50% less kidney, still with 100% of the only organ that matters. I hope it was good for you. The Daily Show, where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from the posh Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, all right. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much for being part of this as it happens live at about the same time, Monday through Friday. That's right. A podcast recorded live thank you so much for being here it is uh, always a pleasure to have your attention very very happy with that so as uh, as we get started now uh i um uh that opening opening piece there uh, five minutes of dave Chappelle um from his special netflix is a joke it um that was right in the heat right in the heart of uh, of the moment in time where uh, Jesse Smollett and I always want to say Juicy Smollett. I mean, talk about uh, something a a bit of stand up uh, that kind of was introduced to our culture that had such a quick, profound impact. Oh God, it uh, it just encapsulated in in so many in just a handful of minutes the ridiculousness of the entire saga. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'll never forget it. I remember him on the today show with Hoda and Hoda interviewing him and him, uh, uh, at this point, the world hadn't yet been, uh, we hadn't really, the, the whole thing hadn't unraveled yet, but it seemed to me like she was like grilling him. It was either Hoda or Gail King. I can't remember. I forget my my sweet black ladies, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what a fucking shit show! And the the thing, okay, Ari Gold taught us from Entourage: deny till you die. And wow, this guy has never ever stopped denying. And. Oh, there, there, there's so much in this story that makes all these little uh, uh, moments that make you go, what are you, how could you 
possibly hang on to this ruse? I mean, I, I imagine that uh, everyone in the courtroom, people close to uh, Juicy Smoulier, uh, are, are thinking, well, I mean, I mean, deep down, they they all know he's guilty. Like you, you had the brother and the mom spe- or the grandmother speaking on his behalf at the sentencing, and and you know, deep down, as they continue to facilitate this this whole bit of nonsense, they're like, oh God, I I just wish he would. Uh, I don't want to have to do this anymore. I wish he would just, you know, at a fucking Matlock moment, Perry Mason come out and just say, hey, you know what? I, I'm sick and tired of lying about this shit. So let's just, uh, I mean, my God. All right, more on that in a little bit. Um, but it's absolutely spectacular how this has unfolded. We all benefit uh, because of the circus that followed uh, as this very uh, uh, bright, fantastic judge carefully for 40 plus minutes sentenced him with a, with a, a, a long uh, a soliloquy of elegance about how fucked up Juicy Smoulier is. And then he said, okay, uh, you see, I want to like just gush about the whole thing right now, but I got to follow my show plan. I must stick to the plan uh, or you're going to get distracted and then it's, things are going to get off, off the road, off the, off the rails and you don't want that. So uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, it is, um, we just started third winter here in Michigan and um, you know, we get a, uh, you know, here in the, in the, where we are in Michigan, it isn't nearly as bad as, um, the people north of the bridge where, uh, I'm not kidding you. You, it is not out of the question to have snow on the ground in June. Um, it's not impossible for snow to fall in June. It's uh, not impossible for snow to fall in September. Um, so it's not impossible right here, right now. It's March for God's sake. We just started third winter. We just got a couple more inches of snow on the overnight and uh boy it was coming down fast last night on the way back from the basketball game. I'm like, you know, this is, this is it. You know, the Michigan here, it's almost worse because, uh, you get these lulls in the weather where it like, cause last weekend it was, it was 60 degrees. You know, there was actually a degree of ball sweat while working in the yard. I wasn't really worried. Well, I was picking up poo. Okay. So it was warm enough for that. I slept with the window open. This weekend, we'll experience lows about 12, 13, 14 degrees. Maybe a little bit warmer. Uh, and, and snow, you know, this is it. This is what we signed up for. This is what it, this is the cost of living in the greatest state in the union. It's not. It's, uh, it's no one's fault that um, I don't have snowmobiles or snowshoes or something like that or skis or a snowboard to do the fun things that people should do in the winter months. And I'll tell you right now, being here, it I, man, you do not take the warm months for granted. And at the end of third winter, we will uh, then start frozen spring. Okay, 
and that will progress on into April. And then um, frozen, it goes from Frozen Spring directly to Frozen Spring 2 with maybe one or two days where it's uh, it feels, you know, warm. That will take us into Memorial Day weekend where we'll just be finishing up uh, Frozen Spring 3 into actual spring uh, on into like the first week of June. Uh, that goes right into, it's very short phase, goes right into um, uh, normal spring two up until the actual start of summer. But though on the calendar in June, it's the, uh, it's the uh, uh, calendar start of summer, June 20, whatever, 21. Um, it doesn't actually become summer until early July. So, you know, that's it. And then we've got a short window of time where this summer, not complaining, we won't be able to do much because it will be so expensive to travel anywhere. But uh, that's the price of freedom, and that's what I'm, I'm standing by. It's a small price to pay. It's the price of uh, freedom in uh, United States East Ukraine. That is what it has become. And I'm okay with that. I am absolutely okay with that. Um, I'm still scared shitless. I called my big brain brother, uh, World Book Jim, and uh, because I heard on, believe it or not, uh, Fresh Air. I was listening to Fresh Air, a little NPR yesterday. The discussion was, uh, well, the theory, the idea floated that is there more stability in the world if Putin is successful in taking Ukraine? Because kind of what I talked about yesterday, if he has to leave Ukraine with his tail between his legs, then what? You have this pissed off guy who might want to lob one uh, just for good measure and doesn't give a shit. And, and that has brought me to something that has been surfacing on this show this past week. Eric's concern about a nuclear war. So um, now one of my uh, uh, fallout brothers is uh, Aram. He and I are starting to think about preparing our uh, fallout shelter. Uh, wasn't that a fallout shelter? What was it? Don McLean? Didn't he say fallout shelter in his song American Pie? I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, and, and it's like, oh, yeah, thanks, Eric Zane. You're giving me anxiety. It's like, well, look, you know what, dude? I Correct. But I'm not intending to do that. This is just where I'm at right now. If it gets off the rails, is it out of the question to be prepared? All right. What is wrong with being prepared? So, Aram, one of the Fallout brothers, reached out to me yesterday, and I think I have convinced him to join Team Fallout. Uh, if you find any uh, potassium iodide, that is definitely the real stuff. Let me know. Why? What does that do? Well, it's I don't know entirely. 
I just I heard it mentioned, and I'm like, well, I guess that's something we need in our Fallout Boy um, starter pack. Supposedly, if there is the big one, and I think you'd be foolish to just say, ah, nah, that's not going to happen. You're, you're uh, probably right. It probably won't. But is there anything wrong with being prepared? What you do is to avoid radiation sickness and cancer of your thyroid gland because the material that you would be exposed to would destroy your thyroid. You take potassium iodide and it actually packs your thyroid full of that and it like keeps your thyroid from becoming a cancerous mess. It actually like prevents it. Just saying. Ram says, I'm looking too, Eric Zane. Just don't want to get to the point where I need it and find out it's just baking soda or salt in a capsule. He says, uh, it took a minute, but I found the only three approved brands. And he lists them. And good news for you, listener of this podcast. I am going to make sure that I include all of this information on the show notes. Eric saying, why are you doing this? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's like, oh, is it? Is it? We've got um, uh, the world's biggest nuclear arsenal uh, at the disposal and beck and call of this maniac. Um, meanwhile, side story, North Korea is actively testing again intercontinental ballistic missiles, which means they can lob from there to here. Uh, no, I am not fucking with this. No way, no how. Now, uh, truth be told, if I lived in a spot where, okay, we're probably going to take a direct hit, hey, you know, you're going to be vaporized in a, in a second. I mean, there's nothing to, to keep that from happening if you live in like New York City or D.C. or something like that. But I don't. I live in a little burg off the beaten path. But uh, I am not screwing with this and I'm ripping the Band-Aid off to make sure that you are prepared. Water, fuel, you know, and it might make sense to buy 25 gallons of fuel right now and just throw some stable in it. Because, I mean, for the simple fact that uh, if gas is $4.30 now, I mean, you don't want to be filling up your tank when it's $6.30. So buy a bunch of it now, throw some stable in it, just keep it tight in your uh, your, uh, uh, appropriate containers. And off you go. These are all Eric Zane uh, tips of the trade uh, to keep you prepared and ready. There is nothing wrong with that. And I don't want any... Well, you can judge me. Eric, you're just being... Uh, sky is falling. Well, dude, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm I'm talking about it cheeky on this show. But it does scare the shit out of me. So, I'm not fucking with this. Food, water, gas, generator. Uh, and, and that's it. Okay? Uh, today... More like some normal problems. Things that remind me that everything is going to be okay. 
and probably is. I, I'm uh, 99.999999% sure that nothing will happen, but I am just going to be prepared, and that is the end of it. And there is nothing wrong with that. Okay? Nothing wrong with it. Today I woke up, and uh, I noticed that uh, it popped into my brain that yesterday at uh, this household, the NFK was uh, hard at work in coffee creation. Now, I have never... The amount of mess that this man creates for something so simple as just putting a cup underneath the uh, Keurig or Keurig, whatever you say, uh, filling it up, and then what he does is he then he, he'll make uh, one of those pods worth of coffee, and then he'll pour it into a... Uh, he, he has to drink with like a, uh, a squirt bottle, kind of like the thing you'd have on your bike if you're going for a bike ride, you know, uh, full of water. He, he fills it up, and then he'll, uh, he'll make a second one because there isn't quite enough um, coffee in there, and he'll make a, a, a second one and then pour it in there and then put it in the fridge. He likes it cold, drinks cold coffee. Um, for something so simple, the amount of, it's a good thing he makes two because usually about one of those two winds up on my counter. And today I'm just sitting there getting the day started and I look to my left and, um, the coffee has, there was, there was so much at one point on the counter Okay, that it uh, it rolled off of the edge, Niagara Falls style, and then started to um, it would it hit the uh, cabinet or the drawer faces, and then just continued like a waterfall rolling all cascading all the way down, going in the drawers, on the faces of the drawers, on the floor, and I'm like, look at the amount here, and I guess it's. Um, I, I, I want to like, okay, I, I need to bring you over here to see this. And I don't know why I, I, I cleaned it. I should have, I should have, it's God, it's like Kevy. You can't not notice this, right? You are noticing that the, that the mess has happened. Right. And he, you know, unless he says, I swear to God, I had, but every time I've brought it up, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know it. Well, why, why do I have to clean it? Why do I have to scrape the shit? Why do I have to clean the eight pounds of salt? Why do I have to clean the coffee? I even, I even clean your asshole. The least you could do is clean up the other brown substance, the coffee. My God. Oh. I have had to um, really, really get a crash course in patience because, you know, uh, so many hours with my sweet brother-in-law. It could be terrible unless I create patience, which uh, there's been one or two times when I haven't been able to harness the power of the patience. But... It is key 
it's like I've gone back in time and I have another young child living at the house. That's what this is. Now, um, I didn't have, I don't think I had nearly as much patience when I was younger with these children because, you know, it's would always seem warranted to scream at them as loud as possible when crazy shit would happen. Case in point, not at this house, but the previous residence just down the road, three miles. Um, this was a very closed in type of, uh, old school subdivision or development. And uh, one day the ball went over the uh, back fence and there was a huge hedgerow and uh, it's in the neighbor's yard now. And there is no way, not only is there a hedgerow, but there's a tall wooden fence. I can't get over and get the ball. And I didn't want to just do that. So I actually got in my car. I drove around the block. All right. And I pull in the driveway, knock on the door and a nice lady answers the door. And uh, I go, Hey, um, sorry about this. Um, but, uh, I am your neighbor behind you. And, and just as I'm getting ready to explain what happened, she goes, Oh, the yeller. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And it's like, oh, fuck. So you know she's heard motherfuck and you fucking asshole and what the fuck is wrong with you and dumb fuck and shithead and asshole and all of these ridiculous things flying out of my mouth. Oh, and that's just uh, me talking to myself. Fuck. So, you know, uh, here now 51 year old eric as opposed to 35 year old eric is like oh um now there there have been moments when i've expressed the frustrations like kevy how many times do i got to tell you use a fucking or not even say fucking i said use a cutting board please put the put the bread on the cutting board when you make the sandwich please i have to clean up the mess let it go going to be okay this show happens on weekdays monday through friday as i said and it's live on twitch okay download the twitch app and you can find me here that way while you work you can get the show live just like uh, dim the screen no problem you've got the earbuds in while you work that's cool that's fun uh so yeah we can all enjoy that thank you uh, that beats what we had before because, you know, before I was on Facebook and YouTube. and But um, it, I, it's it's more of a, it's harder to manipulate with that. Twitch is a, is a much better platform for this type of uh, live forum. But you got to know where I'm at. So twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app. Hit follow and you'll know when I go live and uh, off you go. So thank you very much for that. You can also subscribe. Uh, Subscribe to me on Twitch. Just kind of find the big red button that says subscribe free with Twitch Prime. Thank you for that. That gets you the show in its entirety. No commercials in the middle of it. Everybody gets a commercial at the start of it, though. And you can also use the emotes, which are my fantastic dogs. Thank you very much. And that really helps out actually monetarily if you sign up with, uh, for free with Twitch Prime. Doesn't take anything but a minute. and You already have an Amazon account, so use that. If you want to take advantage of that, but you don't have Amazon, uh, it's five bucks. So there you go. 
use it or, or not. Totally up to you. And Twitch is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They also sponsor my Facebook page where I am free. I'm free. Uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me on Facebook. Like the page. I am back uh, with some smart ass uh, stories. I really love to uh, speak my mind on Facebook. And it's been too long. I have a new set of protocols in place to avoid my next suspension. Uh, in 11 months, I have been punished seven times on Facebook. Started out as just a warning, then a few hours, then a day, then a few days, then a week, then 30, then 30, then 30. That's where I'm at on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Just uh, search me on the app and like the page. I'm on uh, Twitter, as I mentioned, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you so much. Follow me on Twitter. Yesterday, I tweeted out, uh, GOP shithead Robert Reagan says it's uh, that his daughter should enjoy rape, which is almost fair of me to say, but still, fuck that guy. And I actually tweeted it at him. What a piece of shit. Um, I hope to God, and he is the uh, the favorite to win District 74 in Michigan to represent you folks in the communities that make up uh, District 74. Uh, vote for any Republican but Reagan, okay? Because there's a primary coming up. And uh, why don't you just do everyone a favor right now if you live in that district and vote for any Republican other than Robert Reagan. He's an asshole. This is the guy whose own kid in the last election said, for the love of God, please do not vote for my dad. He's a cock. Don't do it. Don't vote any Republican, anyone but Reagan. Okay? Uh, That seat is probably going to be filled by a Republican anyway. But just as long as it's any Republican but Robert Reagan, he's an asshole and he needs to be throat punched. I'm on YouTube as well. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Follow me there. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up. All that shit brought to you by my policy shop insurance. Frank the Tank Fuss. Okay. On to Juicy Smoulier. One of my, God, seriously, I talked about it at the start, played the Chappelle bit from uh, Netflix is a joke, and it's just so fantastic. I love it so much. Um, yesterday was sentencing day for Juicy, and um, I am going to uh, link up the um, judge, the whole thing, and it's it's a long clip. And I, I don't want to sit here through that whole thing. It's a 40-minute clip of the entire uh, thing that the judge said and took his time in uh, describing um, why he's giving Juicy what he's, he's giving Juicy. But um, I'll just uh, read his words. The best part of this, uh, uh, the judge sentenced Juicy to 30 months of probation, the first five of which 
he will spend in the Cook County Jail. So he gets 150 days in jail. He has to pay the city of Chicago $120,000 in restitution. He's been fined $25,000 for perpetuating this hate crime and this hoax. He was found guilty on five counts of felony disorderly conduct following his eight-day trial late last year. Now, if you recall in the story, Juicy, after reporting this hate crime, um, that he was accosted by two people who recognized him at two in the morning when he was walking a subway on a freezing cold night in Chicago wearing MAGA hats. They, they called him terrible names, uh, homophobic names, and, and racial slurs, and then poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. It just sounds so stupid. Uh, it was all a lie. And uh, the, Os- the Osin Muro brothers are two dudes that are like uh, friends or acquaintances or lovers of them. Uh, Ola Osendero actually is the name. Ola Osendero. And there's, a, there's another brother too. They turned on Juicy and uh, said, yeah, he put us up. The first cops had an idea that it was him because uh, it was these two because um, there was a lot of... Um, if you remember how this all went down, there was a lot of camera uh, work that saw the Osenderos in and around where this happened, where it was staged on the street. And then they figured out that these guys did this and then uh, they had fled to another country or another state. They were waiting for them when they returned. And then, you know, once they got a hold of them, they're like, hey, uh, we, we know it's you. So you mind telling us what happened? So they did. And then the video of them at like the hardware store buying all of the tricks of the trade, um, including this rope. That's the actual rope that they have. And they're, they, it's literally, they go to the uh, store, they, they put it on the, on the thing. And I think it was a self checkout. And you see the video footage of them buying all the shit that they needed to perpetuate this hoax. In addition, uh, the evidence was a video of them hanging out, these three hanging out uh, with the fucking, like showing like on their phones what the fuck they're going to do. I mean, all the evidence is there. It's open and shut. But Juicy incredibly kept saying, no, no, no. This was a racist hate crime and a, um, what do you call it? Uh, what, what, what would you call it if it's uh, uh, the same type of crime? I guess it would be a hate crime because he's gay. Though the world, these are homophobic racists who attacked me. We have to hunt. It is so fucked up. This is so ridiculous and one-sided in scope that OJ Simpson would be saying, man, it fucking looked bad. Hey, Twitter world, this is me, the juice. And I tell you what, that juicy smoothie, that's fucked up. Everybody knows he did it. I'm busy looking for the real killer. I mean, come on. So it's just insane that this guy has continued. And the thing about smoothie is, the guy is really talented. He can sing a, like a fucking bird. He can, he's a wonderful musician. His songs sound incredible. He is spectacular talent. Wonderful actor. The entire world at his fingertips, okay? And just a piece of shit, crazy fucking liar. This is so insane. Such a, a bit of nonsense that... 
I, I mean, I can't even begin to uh, wonder what the hell. He, he, he actually believes it. In fact, I think I actually am going to touch, uh, touch, touch on one part of this uh, judge's statement when he's talking. And I might have to bounce around a little bit. I apologize. But I, I, I found it when I was um, uh, researching for the story. So the aggravation and mitigation uh, portions of the presentation today. But this is not for the public. The sentence that's going to be rendered today is going to be strictly for Mr. Smollett. It's going to be fashioned for him. And when a judge sentences somebody, and I've been doing this for quite a while now, you have to look at both the crime that was committed and the person that committed it. How did the person get here? Who is this person? What is the crime that destroyed your life as you knew it? Okay, here, here we go. Misconduct and shenanigans. You've destroyed your life as you knew it. And there's nothing that any sentencing judge could do to you that can compare to the damage you've already caused yourself. So who is Jesse Smollett? Who are you? Listen to this. Out of all people in the world, did you get to be here, sitting in the courtroom in Chicago, at a sentencing hearing, convicted of faking, hoaxing, racial and homophobic hate crimes? How in the world did this happen? Well, there are ironies in this case. And the ironies are many, and they are profound. So the ironies are many and they are profound. And I'm talking about the testimony I heard under oath from Mr. Smollett, corroborated uh, in large part by the pre-sentence investigation. Mr. Smollett chose to take the witness stand, which of course is his right. He took an oath and he got on the witness stand and the first thing he did was to introduce himself to the jury. He wanted the jury to know who he was, where he came from, what he was about. And I heard it on the witness stand, I heard it corroborated today by the witnesses that came and, and testified on his behalf. It's no question, Mr. Smollett was born into a mixed race family. His mom is an African-American woman. His dad was a white Jewish man. They had, there were six siblings. And if you can say anything about this family, and we're talking about a very, very tight-knit family, a, a village that, that was always uh, in sync with each other, that cared about each other, was completely, wholly supportive of each other. You know that this family knew about matters about social justice more than anything else. That's what the family stood for. It is part of the fabric of their existence. I know that Justice Blatt grew up knowing to be sensitive to matters about racial discrimination, any kind of discrimination, any kind of social injustice. And as a matter of fact, I'm learning more about it uh, as we're going on in the letters I've been receiving and the testimony I've heard today. He's been doing this all his life. He doesn't just talk the talk, he's walking the walk. He's out there, he's advocating. He's involved in the community. He cares deeply about social justice issues. And for you now to sit here convicted of hoaxing hate crimes, racial hate crimes, and homophobic hate crimes, the hypocrisy is just astounding. Oops. Don't know where to begin. I remember one thing that, that will always stick in my mind, and I've been involved in so many trials over the years, but something happened in this trial that, that it was remarkable and it talks about your sensitivity to uh, issues of social justice. You're on the witness stand. You're being cross-examined. Your liberty is at stake. It is your criminal trial. Mr. Webb is winding through some things on cross-examination and he, he's going through some social media uh, communications and whether it was Instagram or chat or, or text, a little quibbling about that, that doesn't matter. But Mr. Webb found uh, a line that he wanted to confront you with. He said, didn't you say and he used a word starting with the letter N. Meet me at this place at this time, and I'm paraphrasing. 
Uh, he's referring to when he was. Uh, I'm guessing. I, I'm guessing speaking with the two guys who um, uh, helped him perpetuate the hoax, and that's what he said. Rather than just answer the question, which what is what witness is supposed to do and expected to do in their criminal trial, you stopped the proceedings. You said, Mr. Webber. Out of respect for all the African-American people in this courtroom, you should not be using that word. And I was, I was amazed. But it showed, and I'm not talking about the, the pairing and, and the gamesmanship that may go on between a prosecutor and a witness on the stand. Uh, that, that's not why I'm, I'm telling this, uh, uh, recalling this event. But what I'm talking about is how sensitive you were to any kind of slight that anybody, if the wrong words come out of somebody else's mouth, you're going to get up and speak up and complain about it. The irony is he's telling the prosecutor not to use that word. The prosecutor is reading his words. Make sure that they know that. Uh, That's the insanity of Juicy Smoulier. Uh, not behaving the way you're supposed to behave. So you know better than anybody else that these are serious matters. They're serious to you. They're clearly serious to you and as your whole family. And for you to be here now, convicted of these hate crimes, uh, it's just astonishing. Faking hate crimes. Okay. Um, then, later on, this was... Uh, in my opinion, the uh, best thing that this judge, Judge Lynn, said to uh, Juicy. Um, you have another side of you that is profoundly arrogant and selfish and narcissistic. And that bad side of you came out during the course of this. Your performance on the witness stand. This can only be described as pure perjury. You got on the witness stand. You committed hour upon hour upon hour of pure perjury. Your very name has become an adverb for lying. And I cannot imagine what could be worse than that. Oh, fuck. Okay. So there's that. Now, this is uh, the end of the sentencing, what I'm going to play for you now. And um, it's, uh, I think the audio is a little wonky here. So I'm going to, I think one side of the audio, if you're listening in two ears or, you know, whatever, uh, if you've got the earbuds in one side, will be the judge. The other side is juicy, but whatever. So here you go. Actually, the following sentence, and here's your sentence. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You're going to be allowed to travel wherever you want. You do not have to live in the state of Illinois. You can report by phone. I know that uh, if you're going to try to make a living and do some of the things you do, you may have to go to uh, other uh, places, New York and Los Angeles. You can do those things. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. Now, had this asshole pled when this all went down, you know, years ago, to what is obvious, none of what you just heard would have been in play. There would have been a fine. There would have been probation. 
and maybe not jail time. We don't know. He's throwing the book at this piece of shit, and I couldn't be happier for that. And that will start today, right here, right now. Immediately goes to jail. So, so awesome. Sentences as I have, you have the right to appeal the findings and rulings of the court or ask your sentence to be modified. To do those things, you need to follow a notice of appeal in writing within 30 days. We also follow a motion to modify your sentence, which would have to be filed in writing within 30 days. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. You cannot afford lawyers or transcripts. They would be provided for your charge. Do you have any questions? No, I would just like to say to Your Honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over Oh, years. fuck you. Oh, shut up. But I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. I wish they had the stills actually in there that they probably used. You know, the, the, oh, well, Jussie, Juicy, look, stop. We Look at this. P- pay attention to what has happened here. You did. Now shut up. I wish this really nice judge would just say, shut your fucking mouth. I wish Judge Judy was here to rip this guy a new asshole. And if anything happens to me. Yeah, this judge is like, hey, motherfucker, you've already had your chance to talk. I asked you if you have any questions. I didn't ask you to start reliving your fucking testimony where you uh, uh, bust out your acting skills and try to convince people of your lies. Shut the fuck up. When I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. He's suggesting that he's going to, uh, someone's going to kill him. It's like, nah, hey, you know what? You're not Epstein, asshole. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. You don't respect shit. You're just doing, you're you're trying to manipulate this whole fucking thing again. I am not suicidal. Okay. He's got nothing. That's why it took him forever to come up with that. Mr. Uche, let me inquire. Are there any post-sentencing motions you care to present right now? Yes, Judge. She's like, uh, I, I'm so glad this is over because we got our asses kicked. The defense would wish to present a motion to reconsider sentence right. and file it in standard. Right. Uh, it, is, it is timely filed. Thank you, Judge. And, and so that's it. She just says, yeah, will you reconsider? Uh, that's her. And then, no, I won't. I've obviously considered the sentence at great length. Uh, I wonder if that one's ever worked. Well, all right, I'll knock off three months. Has that ever worked? Timely filed, so it's preserved for purposes of appeal. Motion to reconsider sentence is respectfully denied. And is there another? What, what, one second, Randy. Anything else? Yeah, Randy. Is there going to be a notice of appeal filed? Yes, sir. Uh, we, we, we filed a notice of appeal. This is Randy. Darkness. You, you're doing it in standard, and are in you standard. going to are you going to be handling the appeal? Uh, as of now, yes. Well, you have to commit to yes, having the appeal. Yes, the yes, we're the okay. yeah. All right. No appeal. That's what I said, Judge. Charlotte, now I need the prosecutors to work with Charlotte, the probation officer, to work out probation specifications with the conditions I just explained. 150 days in the county jail, the restitution, the fines. Oh, and also uh, statutory DNA and costs are ordered as well. That, that's statutory. So you have to fill out the probation specifications. And I'm going to get somebody to help you do that. But we need to get that done in standard. 
Okay, as this continues, he's going to spin out and have an even bigger temper tantrum. It's coming. What a crybaby bitch. You lying fuck whore asshole. Fuck you. In light of the instant filing of the notice of appeal. Did I do what? Suspend the jail sentence in light of the notice of filing of appeal. That will be respectfully denied. Yes. <laughs> That's the second time they've tried. Yeah, will you take the jail time out? Maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, he's paying the fine, uh, and just wipe the 150 days in jail. How's that? That's all they're. That's all they're worried about. No, I'm not staying. No, no, no. The wheels of justice turn slowly. Okay, wait a minute. That's the third fucking guy who's attempted to get this judge to change his mind, and he goes, "No." Mr. Lewis. No, I'm not staying. No, no, no. The wheels of justice turn slowly. Sometimes the hammer of justice has to fall, and it's falling right here, right now. Oh, <laughs> Sub the hammer of justice falls right here and right now. So they're trying to say, hey, while we're appealing, can you keep him out of jail? That would be, maybe, is that, no. For the third time, no. Get your ass in there. This would a long, you would have been um, uh, out of prison or out of jail uh, probably with no jail time. And I wish you would have said that. If, he, if you would have just not wasted our time and money for years, your fuckhead client would be back at home working on his next acting gig or uh, writing his next song or sucking his next dick. But here you are going to jail. Fuck off. I'm not staying this. This happens right here, right now. Oh, this is sweet. I love this. I love this so much. Okay. Now, here we go. This is the big moment when Jesse's going to do his thing. He's going to pull a fucking Rafer Johnson. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'll give you a Okay. Okay. All right. Any other matters to come before the court today? All right. Defendants remanded to the custody sheriff. Yes. Going to jail right now. I am not suicidal. Stop about I am not. Su- I don't know what that person said back to him after that outburst. I am not. Look at me planning the shit out of this. This is his big moment, you bitch. I am not suicidal. Stop about I am not suicidal. Did she say stop messing up our classroom? What a bitch. Hey, uh, you need a new day. Hey, Eric Zane, I know you're worried about nuclear war. You need a Generac power supply. My God. How fantastic. I am a satisfied customer of that drama. Wow. That judge was very, very patient. Very patient. It could have been so much worse. He could have been. Uh, you could have added a contempt charge for that first diatribe, and uh, but the judge was polite and allowed him to say, speak his mind uh, in the courtroom, you know. But uh, and then that second one, that second outburst. What a bitch! Well, good news. Uh, it is uh, March eleventh, so. I guess you have one day under your belt, so only 149 more to go. 
You'll be out in, I think, September, right? Uh, just in time uh, for the NFL season. I don't think the Bears are going to do okay this year. Well, maybe they will. They'll probably do better than the Lions. But uh, you'll be back for that. So all's well that ends well, I guess. The wheels of justice turn slowly, but sometimes the hammer of justice has to fall. Wow. That is spectacular. Juicy Smoulier. Boy, just hanging on to that lie, too. That is something. God, you would think that his loved ones would see. Just see, there, there, there has to be one of them. They, they said he has a bunch of brothers, large extended family, uh, that they just say, dude, this is just insane. Okay, I don't believe you. And there's a reason why I don't believe you. It's because there's a mountain of evidence that shows that you are, in fact, making this up. Would you just fucking lay low, admit you lied. People do this shit, okay? You're going to make this a million times worse if you hang on to this lie all the way to the bitter end, and you are not going to win. Who talks to this guy? My God. I mean, if I was a lawyer, I would just... because. You know you've had many conversations uh, behind closed doors with the lawyers like, look, dude, this is not going to work. You are fucked. You must plead guilty. We have to end this. And if Juicy says, no, I'm going to continue to uh, say what I've been saying, at some point, uh, the judge has to say, yeah, he's, or the uh, lawyer is going to be like, yeah, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with this from the beginning. He's the worst. I've, I've told him that he's a liar. What an asshole. Holy cow. Juicy Smoulier. See you later. I uh, got a new fo- a person on Patreon who just signed up today. I think it's somebody who uh, put me on probation. That's how I like to describe it. I say, yeah, you know what? Sign up on Patreon for just five bucks for one month. Give me one month of your time. To s- and uh, I think you will like uh, Patreon. John Clocko. Welcome in. He is a $5 Patreon member. I appreciate you, buddy. I hope you enjoy Patreon. Put a lot of time and energy into that thing, and I would love it if you would check out my Patreon. Try it out like the way John is. And uh, my gosh, you might find something new for you to enjoy and listen to in addition to the uh, free podcast. Oh, I can't pick that up right now. I'm getting a phone call. Hmm. I don't know why I'm getting that phone call. Uh, I always worry that someone is um, like in a car wreck or something, but Pooh Bear is home today. So she's got the day off from school. Where was I? Talking about Patreon. Please sign up for Patreon. Uh, I'd love you just to uh, check it out and tell me what you think. And if you don't like it, just cancel it. You know, then you're out like five bucks. No big deal. Uh, but if you really like it, you can either let it ride month to month or sign up for one full year and I will give you 10% off for the year. Okay, there you go. Uh, The Bennett flooring, great flooring giveaway continues. Now, as we make our way through Lent, by the way, no meat today, Catholics. uh, Bennett flooring installation is giving away their third round of the, uh, it's the third round of the great flooring giveaway. Jacob and Jason have made it a goal to uh, do these installations of flooring. No questions asked. You don't pay for it. It's all taken care of. And this is for someone who's, you know, I mean, my God, you got 10 things on your plate. 
you feel like you're uh, drowning with uh, responsibility and maybe uh, maybe some bills piled up and sure as shit, you're not going to have the money to install new flooring. So that's the point. Because in some of these uh, scenarios that are taking place, that could be just the thing you need to give you a, uh, a, a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh my God, yes, the flooring is taken care of. One less thing to worry about as I try to uh, make ends meet or take care of my family or do this or do that. So I, I, I want you to not be shy, okay? I really want you to send me a uh, an email detailing why this would be just the shit if you got new flooring installed from Bennett Flooring Installation, 100% co- covered in cost for you. And I've got a number of people who have written in. Thank you so much. And that's a very, that that's tough. I mean, you have to like, almost like swallow your pride and you hate to do it. And you almost feel bad that you have to do it. But I am here to reassure you that there is nothing wrong with that. And uh, it is, it is, um, it's very important to detail and it, it will, you'll actually feel better after you write it out. I've gotten several that I'm like, oh my God, these, these people are just, they, they, it has to be like, um, almost cathartic. Um, there can only be one. We're trying to, um, uh, do as many of these as we can, but, um, it's quite literally do one and then get ready to do the next one. So, uh, I do have to discern. There has to be some uh, choices made. And if you want to, you're anonymous. That's totally fine. But uh, you can nominate yourself or someone you know, okay? And just send it along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. And then um, the rest will uh, kind of happen on its own. In addition, if you do need flooring, reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation. Uh, They work magically around your home to install an incredible, uh, to do an incredible job installing the flooring. 616-318-0167 for Bennett flooring installation in west michigan you know um they're they're gonna stay in the rest uh west west michigan area uh but uh have them come out and do an estimate and in a lot of these cases in uh, jobs people are doing uh the dirty work getting rid of the old flooring themselves and then they just install it it's cheaper that way and you will be very satisfied with the price when they uh, give you that estimate so uh reach out to them mention my name please and then have them come and uh, measure the room that you want new flooring installed in. Now, the flooring that I want you to buy, I want you to get it from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home in Granville, Michigan. Uh-oh. There was a piece of paper in here. Aha, there it is. Hang on. It's not even a piece of paper. It's an envelope. I don't even know what's in this envelope. Oh, it's uh, my paperwork from when we bought that car. It's like, look, there's all these fucking notes written all over it from Dear Meathead. Rules are made by people. Uh, what else did I write? I wrote blue, green, red. Uh, this month at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. You see, normally you got the 10% uh, verbal coupon when you mention my name. Uh, added on to the already low prices. That's out the window for March. Blue tag stuff, 20% savings. Green tag, 30%. Red tag, 40%. Uh, The guy who owns the facility, Darwin, he's like uh, constantly on the phone working deals and then truckloads of flooring shows up. 
the best styles, the best selling styles from all the major manufacturers show up and then Zaniac can't drop the E. He has to put that shit all over the showroom floor. Not the showroom, the warehouse floor. It's it's like, it's this is not a pretty flower. It's a fucking pool barn. Huge building behind Little Caesars with this tiny ass red sign. Go in there. They're perfect because um, the beauty of Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet is they don't need a lot of employees to run the place because they have an Armenian working there and Armenians do the work of 10 men. So though he's only five foot one, um, it's incredible. The work they they have, uh, they have uh, telekinesis, strength, superpowers. They can fly. All Armenians can do this. Um, so that's a, another amazing thing that keeps the prices low at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet, home of Kent. Drop the E at a U, and his name is Aram. So just like our Aram, Aram the Armenian works uh, at the Discount Outlet. Save money when you get the flooring there. Okay, before we move on, Tag Accounting reminds you that there's still plenty of time for you to call upon them to get your taxes done. Tag Accounting, the tax hobbit, 616-301-9516. That is 616-301-9516 for Tag Accounting. Uh, Reach out to Troy Ginzer. The folks over there, doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., uh, any return can be done from any state. This is so simple. Please mention me. Thank you so much. All right. We're getting uh, remarkably close to March Madness. Uh, I will be doing the uh, bracketology, whatever it is. You know, I'll have like a, unless I forget. There's a spot on ESPN that I have where you can, uh, you know, take me on the ESPN tournament challenge or some shit like that. Uh, they just notified me. Hey, it's time to fire up the brackets. I think the selection is uh, selection uh, happens on Sunday because all of these uh, college basketball tournaments are going on now in their respective uh, conferences. And so, yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, the ACC tournament just started, and a guy by the name of Buddy Bayheim missed the first game. Uh, if you follow college basketball at all, you know the name Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim's dad for Syracuse is Jim Bayheim. He has been there for as long as college basketball has been a thing all right what happened the other night is uh Syracuse was playing Florida State and uh Buddy Bayheim was not happy with a player by the name of Wyatt Wilkes in this clip You'll see Buddy, after Syracuse scores a basket, as he's running up court, he is going to punch Wyatt Wilkes in the stomach. All right? So the ball goes in, and then here you go. And I don't know whether they got word from the league. Got him right in the old solar plexus. So that's going <gasps> to... 
I mean, that's a bitch. But if they if they couldn't have been looking at word, and I don't know whether they got word from the league, but if they if they couldn't have been looking at. Now I think I think the guy came in. I think Wyatt Wilkes came in and uh, and shoved him there. You could see it. Uh, that, that I don't think that showed enough um, context. I've got another angle of it. I think I do. That might uh, shed a little bit more light. I think I I don't think Wyatt Wilkes is uh is you know without fault in this. I think that he was. Uh, I think he kind of came in there a little hot, um, and then that was it. But, okay, so he slugged him. He slugged him in the stomach. Now, if your buddy Bayheim, I think the appropriate thing to say is, yeah, uh, we were hanging tough, and he was shoving me, so I decided to give him a little taste of his own medicine. And then it's done, in my opinion. Now, buddy Bayheim ended up, getting suspended um, for a game. The first game of the ACC tournament. All right. Um, he came out with a statement, did Buddy Bayheim? I just love uh, saying that name, by the way. And this is what he said. In the heat of today's game, after some shoving in the lane, true, I swung my arm while turning to go back up the court. Okay, now he's already in trouble. He needs to say, I punched Wyatt Wilkes. Not, I swung my arm while turning to go back up the court. All right, but then he kind of brings it back and says, it was wrong to act out in frustration. I apologized to Wyatt Wilkes multiple times in the handshake line. He said not to worry about it, but I know it was wrong. I pride myself in respecting the game and our opponent. I will not react that way again. So I'll give him a C on that. I'll give him a C because he punched him in the belly. Uh, you didn't swing your arm while turning to go back up the court. That gives you a slight bit of uh, wiggle room to be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, it was just I just happened to swing my arm. It wasn't intentional. But he kind of like, then admits it by saying it was wrong to act out in frustration. So this is a little weaselly. Okay. But now let's bring in dad. Jim Beheim. Uh, this was yesterday after um, Buddy had already said sorry. Jim Beheim is talking in a press conference. This dude that you see um, right here, he's going to ask the question, and then he's going to get a bullshit answer, and another reporter is going to call out Jim Beheim. So I love that as that aspect of it. So here you go. Uh, Jim, early in the first half, there appeared to be a play where a buddy caught a Florida State player in the midsection. I saw the play. The kid pushed him twice, and he swung around and hit him. I think it was inadvertent, but that's okay. I take it back. I don't think this happened um, after Buddy Beheim apologized. It's just, I think this is the press conference right after the game. I think. I'm not for sure. But 
Beheim said, oh, yeah, he pushed him twice and, yeah, just swung his arm. He just diminished it. Swung around and hit him. I think it was inadvertent, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it was inadvertent? He slugged him right in the stomach. I, I just watched the play. Okay, so he... <laughs> Okay, now here you cannot hear a reporter, but you will be able to hear the next guy um, take this guy to task. For what? No, I don't think he hit. I just, just, he just swung around and it was contact. The kid pushed him twice. Come on. So, yeah, you're justifying it. You can't just let people push you around. Okay, well, there you go. Yes, you're right. So just own it. Just say, yeah, my son... He's kind of a hothead. He's a tough cookie. If someone's going to try to shove him, uh, he's going he's gonna to do something to make him remember him by. That's what you say. Don't be weak about this shit. You say, yeah, slugged him. You go front right. It wasn't much of a, it wasn't a, it was like. Coach, I'm watching it right here. Jim, Oops, shit. Damn it. Hold on. When you go front right. It wasn't much of a, it wasn't a pun. It was like. Coach, I'm watching it right here. It's on ESPN and it's being shared all over social media. He punched him in his stomach. It wasn't inadvertent. It would have been a Whatever you foul. say. Okay. You that's, that's, I have been waiting for this moment right here uh, for a long time. I have always wanted to see a reporter kind of uh, challenge these soft fucking idiots in these press conferences so whoever this guy is i love this dude coach i'm looking at it right here being shared all over social you go front right it wasn't much of a it wasn't a pun it was like coach i'm watching it right here it's on espn and it's being shared all over social media he punched him in his stomach it wasn't inadvertent it would have been a whatever you say whatever you say would have been a flagrant foul it wasn't caught by anybody that's why it wasn't a flagrant foul it would have been a flagrant foul you say it. I just gave you my version of what I saw. Okay. okay. We go to our next question. Back Can we disagree? Here. No. No. He punched him. Do I have to? I don't have to agree with you, right? No, oh, okay. No, absolutely. Nobody ever does in this room. Nobody in this room ever does. That's okay. <laughs> We're gonna go to our next question. Okay. Um, this um, clip. Is uh, is from an article by um, SI.com, and uh, the the writer wrote, "Well, good, you say it. I just gave you my version of what I saw. Okay, can we disagree? I don't have to agree with you, right?" This guy writes, "Whoever this writer is, no, you can't disagree. The fact is that Buddy punched uh, Wide Wilkes in the stomach. There's no disagreeing. You you can't just wave off a fact and say, yeah, we just disagree." Hey, we're in the month of March. Can we disagree on that? Uh, Two plus two is four. Can we disagree on that? Alex Rodriguez is a terrible baseball broadcaster. Can we disagree on that? No, you cannot disagree on any of these things. Just like Bayheim could not disagree that his son punched Wyatt Wilkes. Props to that reporter for not letting Bayheim get away with his nonsense and making Bayheim further embarrass himself oh shit god assholes i'm so sick of this bullshit man people fucking just own it 
Wouldn't it have, I mean, again, never would this happen in hockey. Hockey is the truest, truest sport. And there's even moments of bullshit in hockey. Like when they do the old, hey, you want to fight? Pump up the crowd. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, coach, coach will cut me unless I fight. Okay, great. Let's fight. Um, those moments happen. And then they're like, yeah, good job. No, no, no. I hate those types of fights. I like the type of fights where a uh, skill player gets bashed by dude and then enforcer skates in and punches the fuck out of him. And then a fight breaks out. That's what I love. Uh, on uh, what do you call it? Bleacher Report. I got a uh, a tip off that there was a brawl in the Red Wings Wild game last night. And boy, that's what if that's what they call a brawl nowadays, then that's just embarrassing. You had a bunch of people grabbing each other. Um, it was even the goal. The goalies were involved, but I mean, if you if you grew up a Detroit Red Wings fan, you know what a brawl is. And uh, it it's though everybody was kind of paired off. There was just a lot of grabbing and stupidity. It was not a full on brawl. It was stupid, and the Wings suck again. Nadelkovich couldn't fucking stop a beach ball. Shit, fuck. Watch this play by. Nadelkovich last night. Okay. Uh, the Wild are going to dump it in. It's wide of the net. The shot is wide of the net. All he has to do is let it go. And he decides to stick his stick out for some reason. And then watch what happens. More to say than that for Alex Nedeljkovic here. This was not even a dumping. It was just a redirect that bounces. And then as he goes to swat it away. Oh, my God. I'm not sure what the thought was there anyway. The puck is going wide. Maybe just let that one go wide. <laughs> oh, no. Another angle. But for Nedeljkovic, what's been a very tough. More to say than that. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? For Alex Nedeljkovic here. This was not even a dumping. It was just a redirect that bounces. And then as he goes to swat it away. So terrible. Well, you know, I, I give him credit because in my opinion, the only thing you do at that point is you just skate off. You just skate off and you take off your gear. You call your agent, tell him you, you've retired and uh, you want to start, you know, doing infomercials or shit like that. Sarah, who knows just about everything there is to know about hockey, she wrote, poor fella, it happens. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't. That doesn't happen. I've never seen that. I've seen thousands of hockey games, and I've never seen that happen. I I, I watch my kids play peewee hockey, and and uh, kids and grandkids, and I, I've never seen that. That is... That is uh, that is one of the worst things I have ever seen a goalie do. Jimmy writes, you can watch the Bruins, Eric. I might have to. I might have to. Uh, but getting back to my point, in hockey, you know, I mean, these guys punch each other in the face. You don't have to mix. I uh, have bullshit stories like Jim Bayheim. It's just part of the game. 
even though they've tried to take it out of the game, which is stupid. My God. All right. So there you go. Jim Beheim is an asshole. Okay. Moving on. Uh, thank you to, uh, God, I forgot who sent this one. It might've been Rob V who, uh, sent the story about the vice principal who decided that um, he wanted to read a book to the elementary school uh, kids at uh, Gary Road Elementary School in Byram, Mississippi. He was asked to set up a Zoom class for the kids. And uh, the pr- he was supposed to do this for the principal of the school who was going to read a book to the kids. Okay. The principal's going to read the kids. These are very young children, you know, so whatever. Um, and then the principal though, did not show up to the zoom as planned. So the assistant principal had to fill in. Okay. The assistant principal is Toby price. And he said, all right, short notice, but no big deal, boss. I can take care of it. I will, uh, I'll read the kids a book. So he went to the library, uh, school, grabbed a book, and he said, hey, kids, these are second graders. Principal, uh, oh, my gosh, Principal Price, what are you doing? Well, guess what? I am filling in uh, for the principal who couldn't make it, so he's okay, but I'm here to read you guys a book. Are you ready? And the kids all laughed and were so happy because the silly book that he was reading was called I Need a New Butt, which is just some nutty children's book that was uh, written, uh, no idea on the plot of the book, I Need a New Butt. Uh, I'm sure it has some type of silly message in it that's going to make all the kiddos laugh as they should. Uh, No problem, right? Wrong! He was fucking fired because he read a book called I Need a New Butt. You're fired. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I text my boss. Uh, She said, well, go ahead and read. I wasn't planning on reading, but I went ahead and grabbed one of the books I had nearby. Uh, Price told NBC News. Uh, One of uh, the kids' favorites. I read it. I, I, I need a new butt. It's hilarious. He said, adding that he had read the fun, silly book at his previous school and, of course, never had an issue with it. He said that there are other books that have much more suggestive material that are much more widely accepted. I believe that. and Whatever. Those are fine, too, I'm sure. But shortly after the class ended, Price said, uh, Hey, uh, I, I was, was summoned to the principal's office and told that parents might complain about his choice of book. And he's like, Well, okay, now. I, if I'm the principal, I don't even uh, inform Vice Principal Price about this. I just handle it. I just handle it with, well, uh, you're just going to have to live with it, you know, and start to. What what needs to happen is um, people in these uh, authoritarian uh, positions, they need to start to push back and challenge people who make a big deal about shit like this. If this uh, super woke principal is that concerned, they need to be unwoke quickly because now 
Vice Principal Price is fucked and out. Vice Principal Price was placed on administrative leave. The uh, sad educator said that to his knowledge, no parents complained, but that, that the Hines County School District felt it was inappropriate due to its use of words like butt and fart. Fucking terrible. The book also reportedly included cartoon images of a child's hiney. The school district superintendent wrote in Price's termination letter that he showed a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment for picking the book. I think it's important to point out that this is also a week that this story happens where people are fighting to allow educators to encourage young people to change their gender. They're fighting for the right to allow teachers who teach pre-K, K, 1, 2, and 3, first, second, and third grades, so that the teachers can have the freedom to say, you need to go ahead and go for it. You need to be a boy. I think you should be a girl. Uh, and Vice Principal Price is out for filling in and reading a book that uses shows a hiney says fart and butt fuck me son of a bitch this is terrible fuck the world and everyone in it i just think that you know this was a pretty harsh reaction i've been an educator for 20 years i've never had a disciplinary anything put in my file and i don't and i didn't and i didn't for being late um, so I was blown away, Price said, according to the TV station that did the story in Mississippi, a description for I Need a New Butt, a children's book written by Don McMillan, says a child tries to find a new butt after he discovers he has a huge crack. Jesus, sounds like Zaniac women. <laughs> Will he choose an armor-plated butt, a rocket butt, a robot butt. Find out in this quirky tale of a tale which features hilarious rhymes and delightful illustrations. It said, children and parents will love this book. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, the description adds. Price said he plans to appeal his firing at a scheduled hearing on March 21. Oh, my God. And uh, there is the artwork. Uh, artwork should be the artwork. I don't know what happened to the artwork. For I need a new butt. Vice Principal Price. Uh, there is a GoFundMe for Vice Principal Price. It says, I am looking for some help to pay bills while I'm looking for another job. <laughs> he wrote in a GoFundMe account in which he said he has two, he has two children with autism. Um, as of Thursday, the fund drive had raised $7,124 of the $7,500 goal. If I had to do it all over again, I'd still share the silly, funny books with the kids because they need them. The world's a serious, harsh, dark place. Now, this story right here, I just discovered that there is a new story that goes along with it. If I start playing it and realize that it is, um, 
merely what I just said, I'm going to stop it. So knowing my luck, it will be. But uh, I want to see if there's any other comment on this uh, stupid fucking school. Holy shit. An assistant principal is fired after the school district states the book he chose to read to second graders was inappropriate. So this is Tao Talk caught up with the former Hines County School District educator and administrators. Tao? Yeah, the former assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary says he felt reading the intended quirky book with a suggested age range from four to ten years old was harmless and humorous, but the Hines County School District thought otherwise. In his two decades as an educator, Toby Price says he never would have believed he'd be terminated from reading a picture book that he chose for a class of second graders. I was asked to schedule a Zoom where we were going to have a guest reader with the second graders. A Zoom reader didn't didn't show, so I called them and texted them. His boss. And um, I didn't hear back, so I was told to go ahead and read. Price was the assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary in Byram for three years. Until last Thursday, the controversy surrounding this book called I Need a New Butt, a seemingly silly and funny book, according to Price. It's like any kid, his imagination is running wild about what he's got to do to fix what he's done. <laughs> a letter from Superintendent Delisha Martin cites unnecessary embarrassment, a lack of professionalism, and impaired judgment on Price's part. I was very upset. I'm not going to lie. I, I did what I could to, um, to you know, dry my face up. The Hines County uh. School District tells 12 News over the phone that they can't comment due to pending litigation. The book is available on Hines County's own ebook attorney program. Uh, for students. Joel Dillard is representing the former Hines County assistant principal. Yes, thank God. State in particular, with respecting the rights of teachers to speak out. Public hearing. There will be an upcoming public hearing on the matter involving Hines County school board members. And as of now, a date has not been set. Price tells me he hopes to return to Gary Road Elementary and resume his duties there. Yeah, I cannot. Oh. God, I don't know how, um, I mean, these are, uh, these are well-educated people who are making these decisions to, uh, to fire people like this. How can you, the inability to, um, uh, grasp what is so obvious to everyone enjoying the show right now, I, I, it's baffling that this would take place. Holy fuck. Fuck. Jeez. Well, thank you for that one. That was a good story, but man, it pissed me off. I'm a, I'm actually pissed about this. What an a okay. So he's got the uh, that's a thing. You know, he can fight back. He's got the 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 GoFundMe going on, and uh, with a little luck. Oh, hold on a second, Brucey. No, don't do that. Don't lick the paws. Okay, just go to sleep. Um. You know, he'll get his job back. That's going to be awkward in the teacher's lounge when they have to get back together again. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want the job back. So maybe he just sues for God knows what. But this is just bullshit. Holy cow. All right. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Check me out there. I would uh, love to do a cameo for you. And uh, they are so much fun. And I keep them so cheap. I'm like the cheapest uh, person on Cameo. Super inexpensive, like 15 bucks, and I will not let you down. If it's uh, a roast for somebody you know or love, I can do that. I can be as sweet and as uh, 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 mean as you want me to be. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Hire me there. 
Okay, Monday night, 6 p.m. We're going to be at Bosco's Pub, and I cannot wait to see all of you. So come on out there. I have no idea how many people are going to be there. Um, But uh, 6 p.m., Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. I want to see you there. I'm like, boy, I don't even know if one person is going to show up. But I'll be there because I want an olive burger. So when you get out of work, come see me and see the gang and make new friends at Bosco's Pub. Uh, open at uh, 11.30 till, well, whenever they close it down, Wednesday through Saturday. And then on Monday and Tuesday, they open up at 4 p.m., unless I've been told otherwise. They uh, Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Can't miss it. It's in that fake downtown area. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you to them. If your business is looking to upgrade the tech, sit down for a complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT. In that half-hour time frame, you will tell them what you do in your business and uh, things like that and what type of computing you would need. And the point of all this is so that Alan can basically tell you, yeah, I think this is the route you need to go. And what this does with his professionalism and expertise He can tell you exactly what's up so that you don't end up buying the wrong thing or overspending or underspending. So this is definitely for business. So whether you run the company or you work for someone who runs the company, keep Blue Frost IT in mind and mention my name. 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Uh, Van Dyke Mortgage. My gosh. Um, No matter where you are in the U.S., four exceptions, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, call upon the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay? They are the lender. They're the bank. They've got all the cheddar. It's basically you talking to Mario. And, you know, um, there are some people who have great credit scores, and that's a very easy, painless process. Uh, But not everybody's credit score is the same. Sometimes bankruptcy, divorce, um, you know, things like that get in the way. And uh, sometimes just bad with money. It happens, you know. Uh, A lot of people are in that same boat and the credit's not great. So you're stuck paying rent and it sucks. You'd love to have your own home. Okay, bang on Mario's door and let him get to work for you. NMLS number 3035, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. Please mention my name. Um, Mario also owns the football team, the West Michigan Ironmen. And uh, the season is shaping up. And so I'm going to have the, uh, what did we call it again? The Zane Zone or the Zane Iron Zone or the Zaniac Perch. I don't remember what the fuck it was. It was all like an area there at, um, uh, I guess it, Uh, Mercy Health Arena. I guess it's now known. No, it's known as Mercy Health Arena. Uh, Great place, by the way. They've done amazing things with that place. Um, We've got a series of like tables where you can hang out and sit and enjoy the game. I'll have a ton of tickets again this year for those. So um, it just popped into my head because Mario owns a football team. So that's cool, too. Uh, And I'll be there. So that'll be fun. I also just put the finishing touches. Um with my friends over at Berlin Raceway about um, my involvement with the racetrack this year. And, oh, my God, 
We are going to have a hell of a great time. The season starts April 16th. Okay. We haven't yet created, excuse me, the schedule of when I will be out there with Zaniacs, but I've got, they're giving me stacks of tickets to give away to you all. And it's all part of us being partners. And it's going to be awesome, man. It is really great. I am really excited about it. I went uh, back to the track yesterday. The play, the facility is fantastic. Um, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you at Berlin Raceway this spring, summer, and fall. Okay? I know one Kevin Corbat. I tell you what, um, you got to get back here for one of these race weekends, Kevin, because... You can wave the green flag to start the race. I know you would love that. That is that is an open invitation. Santana. I should see what uh, Kevin's up to right now. He went to like, uh, he moved to like North Carolina, which is NASCAR heaven. He's like, I just got to get out of here. Come on, Kevin. Don't leave me hanging. Hey, Kevin. Sorry to bother you on the podcast. How are you? Doing all right, Eric. Just visiting Michigan. Got my dad over here with me, too. Oh, hey, oh, hey I love your dad. <laughs> What's going on, Eric? Well, that's excellent that you're hanging out in Michigan, but you're headed back to North Carolina like uh, at the end of the weekend. What's going on? Yeah, flying back on Monday, uh, flew in yesterday. Okay. I am uh, a partnered up with Berlin Raceway, and I know how much you love racing. Absolutely, and Berlin Raceway as well, too. Okay, well, it's I've got a, a number of things planned, and I want you to wave the green flag um, on a race weekend. Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, I'll have to... I'll have to let you know what my schedule for the summer is, and yeah. we'll work that out for sure. Yeah, next time you, because uh, season starts April 16, and um, I'm really I'm gonna be very very involved with them throughout the season, and uh, I have the opportunity to put listeners to wave the flag to start the freaking race. And I know you, are, you and Joey Williamson are like my biggest fans of racing that listen to the show. Well, I think I got him beat by a mile, but that's just my opinion. Probably, probably. <laughs> uh, what do you actually do now for a living in North Carolina? Uh, just full-blown uh, regular car mechanic, uh, working around all the race teams, get to work on a lot of people's personal cars that work for the teams, but uh, doing some pictures stuff here and there. Last weekend, I was over at the uh, Rockingham Speedway. They uh, reopened for the first time since 2012, so I got to help out with some race cars out there, and have a great time reopening a historic venue down there. Do any of the um, ropes that open and close the garages have a loop as a handle? <laughs> uh, none that I've seen. Okay, I don't know why that popped into my brain. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know, that was a weird question. <laughs> it's a whole Bubba Smollier thing I've heard about. <laughs> about that. Okay, well, it's really great to hear your voice. You sound fantastic. I'm uh, doing great. Doing awesome. It's great hearing from you, Eric. Are you still podcasting? I know you had dabbled. Uh, still kind of working on the odds and ends for that, trying to get uh, more things figured out and work some better connections, get some things going, but uh, okay. getting there, it's little, little steps at a time. All right, buddy. 
Well, it was good. It was good to hear you. And, and, and Dad, it's good, to, it's good to hear you, too. Okay, Eric. Have a good one. It's good hearing you. All right. It's Jerry, right? Yep. All right, Jerry. And tell your wife I said hi. If I had one. Wait a minute. Well, who's... Wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't... All right. Never mind. Never mind. Forget that. <laughs> we'll see you, Eric. Okay. See you around. Thank God. Oh, shit. Oh boy. Ooh. A little weird. <laughs> Awkward as fuck. Awkward as fuck, yeah. Awkward as fuck. Oh yeah, that's awkward as fuck. Oh yeah, that's awkward as fuck. That's so awkward. I'm glad they laughed. Awkward as fuck, yeah. Awkward as fuck, yeah. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Um, where the fuck was I? I want to get into this uh United States Representative Madison Cawthorn. Speaking of North Carolina, he is a representative of the great state of, uh, of North Carolina. And, okay, he's in trouble. He told reporters that he, um, well, he said something terrible about Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky. I, this is kind of a weird media source, but I, I think this is going to work. You never know with me. I always have to push like 10 buttons to make this happen. I apologize. This uh, this is Madison Cawthorn. That's an advertisement. You you don't want the advertisement. Holy shit. Come on. Skip ad. Let's go. He is a bomb. Okay. Remember that Zelensky is a bomb. Right now at six, a lot of attention tonight to a statement by U.S. Representative Madison Cawthorn caught on camera. Well, he's a handsome devil, isn't he? I bet you, he, I think he's in a wheelchair, but I bet you he gets tons of chicks. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm David Crabtree. The video we first showed you here on WREL News earlier today, now making national headlines. W Oops, what the fuck am I doing? Wario's Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie reports one hour after we first shared the video, Cawthorn appears to be walking back his remarks. <laughs> As their final act of the long session, the state house unanimously passed a resolution saying North Carolina stands with the people of Ukraine. Oh, I like how I like how while this story is developing, they're showing Ukrainians like a lady with one leg on a crutch. Uh, lines of people trying to leave the country, fighting for their freedom. Russian President Vladimir Putin. House Speaker Tim Moore said the violence being committed against Ukrainian civilians shocks the conscience. And, it, and it's a situation that calls, there can be no moral ambiguity about where we should stand. And we should get, condemn it 
in every way possible and by any means possible. But this past weekend at a town hall event, North Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthorn expressed a very different position, accusing Ukraine and its leader of corruption. This video was exclusively obtained by WRAL. Remember that Zelensky is a thumb. Remember that the Ukrainian government is incredibly corrupt and it is incredibly evil and it has been pushing woke. Well, he is right on the fact that it, it, it is a very corrupt government. Um, I just don't know if now's the time to uh, to go down that road, you know? Allegations of corruption in Ukraine are a popular theme in far-right media, following former President Trump's recent praise for Putin. When we asked about the video, Cawthorn took to Twitter to defend himself. He said he's praying for Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. Oh, sure. He accused Zelensky of misleading Ukraine's allies. Propaganda is being used to entice America into another war. I do not want Americans dying because emotions pushed us into a conflict, Cawthorn tweeted, linking to a right-wing news source. The actions of Putin and Russia are disgusting, he added, but leaders, including Zelensky, should not push misinformation on America. Oh, yeah, that's rich. Coming from a fucking crazy right-wing asshole. I think I just fucked up this story. Oh, shit. All right. This is, I, was, I warned you that this was a, a weirdo site that it's really hard to navigate, but uh, all right. Yeah, he's an idiot. Fuck that guy. Unbelievable. Hey, don't forget about the Just Chirping podcast as I sit here and stretch my legs. You're like, what are you doing, Eric Zane? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I, uh, you, some of you suggested, uh, before I get to this uh, uh, mentioning Just Chirping, some of you suggested, Eric Zane, didn't you uh, used to sit on a ball to kind of roll out your sciatic nerve? I absolutely did. I absolutely did do that. And I started to do that. I had forgotten all about it, so thank you for reminding me for that. Um, man, um, I started doing that last night and instant relief, very, very painful to do rolling out your sciatic nerve with a freaking hard, uh, baseball or a softball. Holy shit. Uh, thank you for that though. Oh God. Cause I ran hard yesterday and, uh, then I was like, holy fuck, this is just killing me. Uh, ben and Eric tonight at 5 p.m. So that's a late afternoon start for Ben and Eric. If you are a Patreon member and not already included on the invite, uh, do send me an email and I will uh, add it to the uh, people that are um, already on it. And you can be invited in for the uh, Zoom. All right. 5 p.m. start. Word on the street is that yesterday our very own Ben uh, did stand up. I should probably try to get him on here right now. Probably sleeping. Try to get Ben in here. I'm curious how this all came down. Saw some pictures of Ben doing some stand up last night. Come on, wake up, big guy. Come on, guy. I know he's got the day off today. Blackout drunk last night. Your call has been. All right, hang on. Superfly Hayes. He's got to be up, right? 
annoying. Doesn't anybody get up at a normal hour? Assholes. All right. I tried. I tried. Oh, my gosh. What a day. What a day. The Just Chirpin' Podcast is uh, yet another show that I would love you to check out. Okay? Sure, you got the Eric Zane Show podcast. You got the Eric Zane Show Patreon. Uh, But I've also uh, partnered up with my friends at the Just Chirpin' Podcast. Good fun. They go about an hour, hour and a half once a week. You can find all of their shows at justchirpin.com. J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N. Now available on Apple Podcasts. So I'm told. So I'm told. Let me see if that works. Just chirpin'. There's a just chirpin' with a trait. No, there it is. There it is. Did you know that there's also... Another podcast. It's a baseball podcast called Just Chirpin'. That's not it. Apple Podcast. There you go. It's about damn time. It took uh, Jason Terry from Hey Guys Media to convince those ding-dongs uh, to be able to get the show on uh, on Apple Podcast. So well done. You've got basically uh, Eric Zane Show podcast affiliate podcasts working with each other. That's great. Makes me happy. Uh, just chirping wherever you download podcasts. Most people listen on Apple Podcasts. Frank the Tank Fuss says, hey, Eric Zane, uh, I need three people uh, per month on average to have me be their Medicare Advantage plan expert. And uh, this is awesome because it is it doesn't cost you or your loved one or the person you know anything to have an insurance expert telling them everything they need to go uh, do and, and avoid and best practices with their Medicare policy. Uh, call or text Frank the Tank at 616-914-4070. Mention my name if uh, Medicare is in your future or already being utilized by someone in your life. Reach out to Frank. So right now, if you have a family member that's over 65 and using Medicare, just have Frank, or just uh, reach out to Frank, introduce, you know, do that whole thing. And then Frank's going to ask uh, whoever this person is, this hypothetical person, some questions and determine for them, hey, you're paying too much for not enough. Uh, that's the way it went with the NFK. He was paying too much for not enough. Frank's services are free. Call uh, or text 616 We've got a paintball war coming up on March 27th at TC Paintball. That's a Sunday, 5 p.m. start. Let me know if you're coming. we got about 10 people um, who are planning on going. I need at least 10 more. Reach out, eric at ericsaintshow.com, or if you have my number, text me that you're coming, and you'll be good to go. TC Paintball, schedule a party for this weekend, Saturday. If they're not already full, you can do a lot of dropping in uh, during the week. Uh, but my gosh, TC Paintball GR, it's a great time uh, for family, friends, a get-together. You got a bachelor party, neighborhood kids. Uh, if you got a kid that doesn't like sports, just loves playing video games, get them out of the house and get them on the paintball field. 
You can also use the uh, low impact little league gear and doesn't hurt as bad and work your way up to it if that's what you want to do. All at TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. You want to see a comedy show this weekend? Check out Full House Comedy. They are online at fullhousecomedy.com. Venues all over West Michigan. Speaking of Ukraine, first of all, there was footage that emerged of um, a, it looked like some type of Russian tank uh, regiment moving through on their way to like uh, Kiev. And you see like eight tanks get blown to shit by these um, stinger missiles and uh, javelin missile systems. Absolutely amazing. This you know, this is a, a terrible, terrible thing that hasn't happened since World War II. Europe is in turmoil right now. But silver lining, drones have given us some spectacular uh, shots of war. Things getting blown up. Uh, the bad guys getting blown up. When I see, you know, uh, hospitals blown up and and uh orphanages and whatever children's hospitals no i'm I, that's not good but when i see the bad guys getting a missile up their ass uh and a drone is giving me multiple camera views of it i'm like yes this is incredible so there's that the russians thought they were hot shit when they decided that they were not going to um uh supply rocket engines to the United States after President Joe Biden's sanctions, I should say President Kamala Harris's uh, sanctions over Russia and the war in Ukraine. Dmitry Rogozin, who runs the Russian space uh, agency called Roskamos, which sounds like something Joe Martinez would say. Isn't that a community in Michigan? No, that's Roscommon. Anyway, Dmitry Rogozin uh, said, well, you're not getting more rocket engines. In, a, in this situation, we cannot supply the United States with our world's best rocket engines, Rogozin said on state-run TV. Let them fly on something else. They're broomsticks. I don't know what. Um, okay. Uh that led to uh, yesterday when uh, this moment This is yet another moment where Elon Musk captivates the world and says, hey, here you go. Here's your broomstick. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And just full power. And lift off, Falcon 9, Falcon 14. Vehicles pitching that way. How cool is that? It looks so incredible, it's stupid. God, that thing really looks like a dick. I bet you uh, Amanda is like, that is needs to be a new type of dildo. Falcon 9 has successfully lifted off from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station, carrying our stack of 48... 48- 
40, that's 48 satellites. Carrying our stack of 48 Starlink satellites to low Earth orbit. Moments ago, we throttled the 9M1D engines down, reducing the speed by decreasing the flow Vehicle of supersonic. fuel to the engine. Now that's in preparation for max Q, which is the maximum aerodynamic pressure that the vehicle will see, coming up in just a few seconds. Max Q. There's max Q, and we will have three events happening here shortly. We will have main engine cutoff, stage separation, and second engine startup one. Now, this is the shot that always freaks me out when they're really, it's really kind of getting far away, so it's a little blurry. Excuse me, it's because I got PTSD. I remember being a kid sitting there in drafting class, uh, Mr. Draving uh, wheeled in the AV to watch the Columbia or the uh, Challenger, you know, and, and at this point there had been several launches. So we're like, ah, whatever. And then he's like watching the thing and we're sitting there trying to draw our borders correctly on our drafting projects. And then blammo, it goes down. Main engine cutoff is where all nine of those M1D engines currently burning will shut off to sl slow the vehicle down in preparation for the next event, stage separation. Now this is where the first and second stages will separate. Now the start of our second engine MVAC chill has started as you just heard. Now after Holy stage shit. separation, the first stage will make its way back down to earth for landing, uh, whereas the second stage will continue on its journey to the third event of second. Yeah, I, I can't believe that that Russian would say that. Not only do we have our own rockets, but our rockets come back to earth and land. No problem. Engine startup one. That's where that single MVAC engine will light up and propel the second stage along with the Starlink satellites to orbit. Starlink uh, satellites. As I mentioned before, we won't have live audio or visual confirmation for payload deployment either currently due to lack of ground station coverage. There's that Falcon 9 first stage. All right, it landed, but they missed it. They didn't show it landing. On our drone ship. It already landed. But again, we will regain signal from our ground station at T plus one hour and 19 minutes. Uh, so for those of you who are interested, we will keep the audio only countdown nets up on our YouTube channel and we'll confirm successful payload deployment of our Starlink. They missed the best part. I mean, you guys got one job. How can you miss the landing? That's always incredible. I, I, I never get tired of seeing the actual thing uh, uh, land. Well, anyway, the point of all this is that Elon Musk is actually rubbing uh, Russia's nose in shit, okay? Elon Musk tweeted out, this is our American broomstick <laughs> with four American flags. ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, Musk and Rogozin have sparred on Twitter over the billionaire's decision to offer Starlink internet services in Ukraine. Uh, Russia's space chief has become increasingly aggressive on Twitter since his country launched an attack on Ukraine. Most recently, Rogozin and former NASA astronaut Scott Kelly engaged in a spat on Twitter in which Kelly suggested Rogozin find a job at McDonald's. Rogozin invited Kelly to get a brain exam. Wow, you guys are really talking tough. Yeah, why don't you go work at McDonald's? Well, wait, you can't. They don't have it there. Yeah, well, you need a brain exam. 
I would, if I was Rogozin, I would have said, yeah, well, your wife got shot in the head. I mean, that's, you got to go for the jugular. Uh, Rogozin's aggression online is a sign that space relations and yeah, the, the gloves are off. We, we fucking hate Russia. Just get the potassium iodide now. Okay. Oh, the fuck is going on? I actually feel more anxiety about the state the world is in right this minute than all of the last two years of the pandemic. I really do. Because, you know, I knew eventually it would, uh, it would work its way out of the system and we would, uh, well, we would just, we would just survive. I just knew it. And it appears that we are, I think, um, but this, since a madman is controlling it, I'm a, I'm just uh, really uneasy about this whole thing. My God. All right. So that is cool. I'm glad he did that. The rocket is safely away. Yes. Congratulations, SpaceX. Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, I've got one more story that I've been meaning to get to, and it's uh, it's flat out horrible. It's absolutely terrible. And a uh, complete freak accident that took place. But uh, Angel Andrada in uh, Argentina, I believe, was simply enjoying a meal with mom and dad in late February. Uh, Angel said, may I please be excused, mother and father? And they said, why? He says, well, my phone needs a charge. And uh, I need to go put it on the charger. May Papa, may I please be excused? Yes, Angel. Uh, we'll be waiting here for you. And then, so he left. And then uh, moments later, mom and dad hear a loud noise coming from the bedroom. And they're like, hey, what was that? I don't know. So... They walk through the house and it's uh, what, what it sounded like was you ever see a video of like uh, when like lightning strikes a transformer or a transformer blows that very loud, powerful sound. That's what it was. Well, that was a surge of electricity coursing through Anne Hell's body and uh, basically liquefying all of his organs because uh, when they got to where he was, uh, he was dead. Uh, they found uh, Angel uh, lying on the floor with burns all over his body. Freaking out, as you would expect, they carried him to the car and drove him to the Diego Parisian Regional Hospital. Sweet young man was pronounced dead on arrival. Doctors saying he suffered a fatal electric shock. That caused burns to his neck, both wrists, and his right foot. What the fuck? Investigators took statements from the uh, teen's parents and examined the phone charger and electrical connections in the house. Relatives paid tribute on social media after the tragedy. Uh, Okay, this is all terribly sad. It is believed that it was simply plugging in the phone charger. And then what? I mean, who knows? Act of God? 
I, 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 I really couldn't tell you. This is not the first time that this ha- has happened. Last September, a 14-year-old girl in Brazil, same thing, electrocuted. Well, I take it back, not the same thing. It says electrocuted while using hair straighteners. So I don't know. Who knows what was it says here? Uh, she was killed instantly because an exposed wire touched the wet hair. Okay. Uh, whew, um, God knows. That just sounds horrible. Freak accident, man. Um, I've never really been shocked. I think maybe once or twice when I decided to change a plug without cutting the power and that didn't go well. They always say cut the power. And uh, I think that's the song. And uh, then, you know, the one time that I said, ah, no, I can do it. It's, oh, fuck, that hurts. Holy shit. This is ridiculous. I'm not even sure why I told that story. It's just horrible. It's a it's a horrible way to end this show. I, I immediately regret doing it. I can't b- believe that I actually said, that sounds like a good thing to talk about on this show. Uh, it is O'Neill's birthday today. It's uh, uh, Jacqueline says he is either six or seven. Well, I got him in 2016. Um, uh, I think, wait, he was born in March. Yes. He was born in March of 16. He is six years old today. So it is a celebration of our dopey, happy boy. Look at him. Who I you know he had a uh, a um, really slick move when we were walking the other day because uh, you have to be on the lookout for other dogs' poop because he will eat it and so um, you know to him the landscape of the neighborhood during the walk is like uh, Candyland so imagine going for a walk. And the most delicious things are there for you to eat. So this would be the equivalent of you and I walking. And then midway through the, uh, through the walk, you would see a plate of filet mignon, perhaps some, um, uh, shrimp cocktail, lobster, uh, the most decadent macaroni and cheese you could ever uh, want, uh, uh, a Bosco's hamburger, perhaps a Boscadilla. Um, it's, but it's shit because the dog eats shit. But to him, it's like, I know I'm going to get in trouble, but you cannot keep me from this glory. And so he found a smashed pile that was frozen, but then got soft. And he, in a, in a very, very quick move, went down there and gobbled that thing up. And I'm like, Oh, Neil, no. And he's like, oh, oh. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. God poop mouth. What a horrible thing. What a terrible thing. How can that even be? What, what is good about that? Cause to me, he is the perfect dog. I love him so much. There has never been a day that I have come home and he has not been right there. Um, Bruce usually by his side, but if Bruce isn't downstairs, he won't be there. Daisy does not do that. She's like, no, it's more more important for me to sleep. But O'Neal, he will be in a stone cold sleep. And 
every single time he will get up and greet me at the door. My God, absolutely incredible. I love him so much, but for that period of time after he eats the feces, I, I cannot help it. I have to hate him for a period of time. Holy shit. Okay. We are moments away from the asshole of the day on this show. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Robert Reagan was the asshole of the day yesterday. God, that guy, that fucking dick. I am begging you Republicans in the dis- in the 74th district of Michigan. I am begging you to vote for any other Republican other than Robert Reagan. Why would you vote for a man who tells his daughters that if they're being raped to lay back and enjoy it and then has the nerve to utter it in a playful way to uh, mix company for the world to see and hear? He thinks that's okay. He believes that that is appropriate. So whatever Republican you vote for, I don't care. Just as long as it's not Robert Reagan. Fuck that guy. Holy shit. Okay, let me help your business. Reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'd love to tell you how the podcast works. My partnerships with people over the years have been uh, just fantastic, and I'm very, very happy and lucky to have my sponsors. Please support them. And I'd love to uh, add you to that. All you have to do is reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Uh, These two have been with me for a long, long time. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Ah, You know, um, that's the thing. Uh, Everybody's going to need car repair at some point, and um, you need a trusted source. You need a place that you know everything is on the up and up, and that is the basis for this veteran-slash-lady-slash-family-owned business. Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV going through a terrific expansion right now to help even more people keep their cars on the road. Whether it's scheduled maintenance, an emergency fix, something just to keep it running or whatever it may be, call upon Irvine's. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com is their website. They are a West Michigan-based business, so some of you that are Kind of far away from that zone. Probably not going to work, but what the hell. Still plenty of you that will call upon them. And thank you so much for supporting this great business. Same thing can be said, well, for all of them. But uh, A&E heating and cooling is what I'm talking about now. Uh, If you need to have a furnace or an air conditioner installed, I recommend calling upon A&E heating and cooling. Their website is aeheatingcooling.net. Their number is 616-516-8579, expertly uh, taking care of people with their heating and cooling systems. Reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay. I am going to uh, end this show. Thank you for being here to enjoy it on Twitch. And if you're listening to it later on in the day or later on several days down the road, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ways to help the show. Follow on Twitch. Subscribe on Twitch. Subscribe to the audio podcast and whatever platform you enjoy. Uh, If you want to um, give me an immediate burst of cash in my pocket, subscribe to the Patreon. You get 15 plus hours of content every single week on my Patreon. New stuff going up there Monday 
through Friday on my Patreon. Asshole of the day. The NFK is an absolute slob when it comes to coffee. And I will stop there because I know who the asshole of the day is. This race baiting, uh, race card playing, homophobe card playing, lying piece of shit, scumbag. Uh, enjoy your 150 days in the hole. Juicy Smoulier, the famous French actor. What an asshole. You, my friend, are the asshole of the day brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Folks, thank you for your time. I am so happy that you were here enjoying the podcast with me. Have a great day. We've got the Patreon bonus in a little while. And then 5 p.m., the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Till next time. <laughs>